We do not believe that the facts or the law supports the decision today. We have many strong grounds for appeal, and we intend to pursue those vigorously. Parents feeling the pain of losing their own children to an overdose grateful for the court's decision, but aren't optimistic. Very grateful for the court for what he did. And uh, depends on what, you know, these other companies do now. Am I optimistic? No, I'm not. I, I, think, I think they'll... Uh, Peel this thing and fight till hell freezes over. But my boy and Austin are fighters. And we are too. An Oklahoma, Oklahoma Attorney General's office says that they plan to use the money to help people in their state overcome their addictions. Meanwhile, around 2,000 plaintiffs remain in other cases against Purdue Pharma, Johnson & Johnson, and other opioid manufacturers. They're pending before a federal judge in Ohio. Derek. All right, Sabrina Franza, thanks. Well, for more, let's bring in Dr. Paul Christo, a pain management expert and author of the book Aches and Gains. Dr. Christo, thanks for being here. You know, Oklahoma's attorney general called Johnson & Johnson a drug kingpin motivated by greed for its making and marketing of pain meds. Were those overstatements, you think, or, or right on? I think it's an overstatement. I mean, mm. remember, this all started in the 1990s, and at that time, I think the cause was multifactorial. We had an interest in pain care, which was needed. Remember, we have 116 million Americans in this country alone who are suffering from chronic pain. That's a third of the population. So in 1990, we started having an interest in treating those who are suffering from chronic pain. And we had in the medical literature evidence that opioids were useful for treating chronic pain, that is non-cancer pain conditions like low back pain or chronic uh, shingles pain. Now on top of that, at the same time, we had pharmaceutical companies that were advocating the use of opioids for chronic non-cancer pain. Now I have to admit, you know, some of them were emphasizing the positives right. and ignoring the negatives. The negatives meaning the risks of opioid use, that is misuse, abuse, addiction, and overdose death. So I think really the cause is multifactorial. Well, but the court made its ruling, and many are asking, shouldn't doctors like you be just as culpable? I mean, it's one thing to make and market the drug. It's another thing to prescribe it and over-prescribe it, right? That's true. I think that physicians, healthcare providers, uh, the pharmaceutical industry, really the government, too, were all involved in advocating the use of opioids for chronic non-cancer pain. But I think it's important to remember this, that Met much of this on the part of healthcare providers and physicians and the government too, the CDC, was done in good faith. Now, I'm not saying that the pharmaceutical industry did this in good faith, but, you know, if you have a person, a patient coming to you with chronic pain that's unrelenting, I mean, the natural thing to do is to provide relief. And at that time, we certainly thought that opioids would do that. Now, what happened, though, is that you had pain specialists and beyond that, primary care doctors yeah. that were using opioids as a first-line agent. And that's where we lost track of things. So then, Dr. Christo, what's a patient to do? I mean, stop taking pain meds that clearly work but are also highly addictive? What's the solution as you see it? Well, I think for those who are on opioids, 
who have pain. It's important most likely to maintain opioid therapy. I mean, risks always have to be assessed. And we do that when we decide whether to patient, put patients on opioids or not. So it's not appropriate to discontinue opioids altogether or abruptly. That leads to withdrawal, and that's actually mm -hmm. leading to patients going to the streets to use more dangerous chemicals. All right, pain management expert, Dr. Paul Christo, thanks. In tonight's Thank Trump.